Hey, if you love The Goon Show, I'll bet you'll love my new comedy podcast called Expertise, where a fake expert makes up fake facts about real things. It's nutty, zany, silly, with lots of room for improvisation, just like The Goons. Join us, won't you, at funnypodcast.co. This is the BBC Light Program. We present the all-leather Goon Show. <laughs> for the benefit of listeners who are listening, we present the Plasticine Man. The curtain rises on a window, revealing the waiting room of the East Penge Labour Exchange. <laughs> on a crude wooden bench sit two crude wooden men. Great pipe. I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. Well, spit it out then. Quackthaw, <laughs> quackthaw, quackthaw. What are we doing in this labor exchange? We're going to sign on and draw the moolah. What, what if they find us? Work! <laughs> that is a risk we have to take. <laughs> Shut up, you fool. You want to get arrested for committing a public ow? ow. <laughs> That's quite all right. Accidents will happen. You know. Is this the cue for signing on? Yes, it is indeed. Moriarty, make room for the ragged gentleman. Ah. Thank you. The owner of the voice was the high stiff collar clad in well-cut string. <laughs> yes, and the flies buzzing in this cloud of steam belong to none other than Count Jim Gums. <laughs> Moriarty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Known porridge dancer and three times world trousers champion. <laughs> Hear those lilting strains. <laughs> Strain again, Moriarty. <laughs> so, little tattered man. You're in the unemployment lark as well, are you? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in show business. Well, same thing, really. <laughs> Actually, I rock and roll. You're the right shape for it, do I? <laughs> yes, but I, uh, I can't get engagements. Strange. Have your gimmick. Certainly. Match. Thank God. Yes, I, I, I sing and play the saxophone at the at the same time. Really? Then you play the saxophone by ear. <laughs> no, no, no. I play the saxophone by mouth and sing through my ear. <laughs> Pure genius. And you can't get work, you say? No. I've tried, but people won't look at me. Well, it isn't easy, is it? fry that sound effect. We'll have it for breakfast. Now, my friend here happens to be a highly steamed publicity agent. Oh, the steaming publicity, ow. You stop flashing your teeth and put them back in your pocket, can Aloud. Nede, to be a star, you must be discovered, and we can uh, arrange it for you. You can? How? Quite simple. Listen to this nine o'clock type news. American archaeologists digging at Stonehenge have discovered the skeleton of a Stone Age dustbin. They are continuing their excavations. You see, Nede, you want to be discovered, so we take you to Stonehenge and bury you. Brilliant! <laughs> 
Why didn't I think of that? Because you're an idiot. <laughs> of course. Right, let's go! Meanwhile, at the British Museum, Britain's leading archaeologists were holding a conference. Gentlemen, oh. gentlemen, grave news. Those Americans digging at Stonehenge have now discovered the bones of a genuine Stonehenge Nathay Barn. I don't know why I don't. Well, gentlemen, I happened to be hiding under your table and heard what you were saying through your open legs. Oh! Oh, gee! A knee-hole peeper. It's out of the mind. I have the complete answer, uh, we think, to your problem. We can show you the exact spot at Stonehenge where lies buried a perfect specimen of a man of the Pleistocene period. We must go to Stonehenge at once. He won't last a journey, Jim. (laughs) No need, sir. To save you the journey, we have bought Stonehenge here. Moriarty, unwrap the parcel. There, gentlemen, Stonehenge. Oh, Jim, but where do we dig? Where do we dig? In your pockets for a small fee of 10,000 small bucks. I thank you. Now, gentlemen, you will find the Pleistocene man beneath the tombstone marked Pleistocene man. Goodbye to you. Quick, Jims, get the shovel. Yes, I dig this crazy blue man. Get hot these girls.
That, of course, was my impression of an audience applauding. <laughs> Next, an impression of the Plasticine Man, part two. Archaeologists continued digging until finally they unearthed Neddy Seagoon, alias the Plasticine Man. With tender care, they lifted him out and laid him on the table. <laughs> Without any doubt, this body is that of a man of the Plasticine period. Oh, and beautifully preserved, considering he's 6,000 years old. She's quite incredible. He's so well preserved, he's still alive. <laughs> I see. What's this? What's this ancient weapon he's holding? It's my saxophone. I'm, I'm a rock and roll saxophone. A real gone guy in a rock. Simon and Pease. Hand dog, don't rock and rock, yeah. I'm crazy, man, crazy. I'm cool. <laughs> if only we understood his strange prehistoric language. Yes, if only we did. Hey, uh, no, wait, wait. Uh, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> What is it, Sir Mortimer? I, I think we've been done. We've been done. Dear, this, uh, this ain't the body of a man. It's the body of an ape. <laughs> an ape? His eye, gentlemen, observes the monkey-shaped skull and the long arms. <laughs> they reach the round. Ah, but his legs don't. <laughs> anyway, he is wearing our evening dress. So, he was buried after dinner. <laughs> I'm not a prehistoric man. I'm, I'm Neddy Seagoon. You hear? Neddy Seagoon. Seagoon. S-E-A-M. I'm Neddy Seagoon. You know, I think he's trying to tell us something. 6,000 years old, my lord. His age, he must stop him decomposing. It's imperative that we stop him decomposing in this condition. More imperative, would you see? Understand? Or, more oh, to understand. We must de de decompose him. You understand that, Mr. Lalkaka? I, I, I was not being attentive to what you were saying. You understand? I, 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 am, I am listening. I am listening. You are understanding me, Mr. I am, Mr. I am understanding everything. Not I'm saying on line six that he is, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is a decomposing in, in the European type contournement way. You understand? Good luck to him. Good luck to him. <laughs> yes, I, I, I stand aside for your next line, sir. Yes, I think you do. You are right. I think he's going off already. There he goes. <laughs> I, I have an idea. I will preserve him in pure alcohol. What, 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 what? Now hold him down. I got it. Put this funnel in his mouth. Uh, sure. uh, pass me that five-gallon jar of alcohol. Uh, taking precaution now. Taking precaution. Pouring it. Uh, 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 to give him in a lovely condition. <laughs> well, time I was going. I say, stop him. Stand back. Lie down, Jim. You can't drag him. Get out of my way. Now, look here. I... He's escaped a man. 
That night, the mighty presses of Fleet Street churned out special headlines. Prehistoric monster escapes. Drink mad ape at large. Police hunt thing from Stone Age. Monster and I are just good friends, says Diana Doyle. <laughs> that night, in a slum alley off Park Lane, a, a constable patrols his feet. Been in the gut area. Wake up. Can't you read that notice, mate? No kipping this side on even dates. Oh, my head. Your head, your breath. You've been belting the booze a bit, ain't you, mate? I've got a good mind to arrest you for impersonating a newt. Constable, it wasn't my fault. Some men forced alcohol down my throat. Oh. <laughs> Here, do you think they'd force some down mine? <laughs> Where did this happen then? At the British Museum. I didn't know they had a licence, mate. <laughs> oh, I'll have to get that. Here, 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 wait a minute. And I see the picture of your name in the papers. Me? No, no, it wasn't me. My grandmother keeps a duck farm and can to tell you it's Muriel Plims. I all know. With You're the Breen Aristoric monster. <laughs> the plastered scene man. No, no, no. Here, come back, plastered scene man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh folks. A picture of my name in the papers. I should be recognized. I must get to a professional disguise and at once. Grandfather clock, Min. What are you... Oh, what are you... Oh, what are you doing in there, Henry? What are you doing in there? Trying to get out, modern Min. Oh. And get out of my legs and pull. Stop dancing the modern rumba then, buddy. I'm not dancing the rumba, Min. I've got a pendulum stuck down my trousers. Dear, dear, dear. Oh, dear, then I'm afraid, Henry. I, oh, I don't know how to turn your back, Henry. Turn your back while I say this line. What, what? There. I'll have to take your trousers off. 
not, not in front of a lady. Oh. You'll have to leave the room first. Oh, oh, all right, no. Henry. She's gone. Now you can take them off. Okay, buddy. <laughs> now one. Oh. 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 <laughs> Henry, you deceitful man. You wear long leather underpants. <laughs> Thank you. I have to wear them in. Oh. You know I've got the weak knees. <laughs> no, ow. <laughs> Get me out of this mud and clock, me. No, hold still, ready? Hold uh, still now, uh, Henry. Oh, 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 that's better. Excuse me. Is this Mr. Crumb's house? Uh, it is, yes. Good. Then I'll knock. Oh, I wonder who that is. Change my Good evening. Mr. Crumb, the disguise expert? Yes. I want a new face. I see, I see. Where did you get the face you're wearing now? It is a present for my parents. Oh. It doesn't fit you very well, does it? You're all baggy at the knees. Henry. Scott. The dog wants to come in. <laughs> not a dog. Always forgetting his keys. <laughs> All right, come in, Psycho. Psycho? Yes, he's a pet mad dog, you know. Come in, you naughty Psycho. Woof, woof. <laughs> Where have you been, you mad dog? You? Out in the midday sun. <laughs> he talks. I told you he was mad. <laughs> Dogs can't talk. I know, I've told him, but he never listens. May as well talk to a brick wall, you know. Yes, 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 but what about my disguise? Ah, yes, well, now glue this false moustache to your ear and I... swallow this blue serge beard. Um? Screw this wooden leg onto your head and now step into this grandfather clock. Right. How do I look? Exactly like a grandfather clock. <laughs> Mean, come on, we'll be late for the sinful lantern slide. Whoopee, I'll get my warm football boots ready. Right, Moriarty, put that grandfather clock on the lorry. Right. Now, get the lorry on your head. Now, let's go. While those two villains return Seagoon to the British Museum and claim the reward... Here is a horsehair statue of a bus conductor listening to Ray Ellington.
The Plasticine Man, Part 3. <laughs> to prevent Seagoon again escaping from the British Museum, he was taken to the National Gallery, where he was framed and hung on the wall. <laughs> and here, after dark, we discover two night watchmen on their rounds. Statues are nudist what we just passed. Oh. <laughs> but what happened in the autumn when the leaves began to fall? <laughs> oh, the, the park keeper um, sweeps them up with his broom. Oh. Ah, didn't it tickle? <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't wearing one. <laughs> Oh, a statue. Oh, a statue can't feel a tickle. You mean I've been wasting my time? <laughs> You're not a man. You're not a bottle. Uh, well. I wondered why all your fingers were bandaged. Uh, oh. oh. Look at that naughty painting. Venus <laughs> bathing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Venus oh. bathing. Venus bathing. He's a good-looking fellow, isn't he? <laughs> nice and strong. Too stupid, Nick. <laughs> That's what he's called a lady. Oh. I, I, I don't think it's fair when they got no clothes on. How can you tell? <laughs> you're, you're a stupid <laughs> man, you. Oh. You, uh, it's quite easy. The one with girls' names are ladies. <laughs> oh, your daddy must have a, had a talk with you then. He did. Ah. Oh. Oh, hey, a bottle. Your voice had dropped. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, it's going back up again. No, no, it was me. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Here, that picture spoke. What, this one? The plasticine man. Yes, listen, you must help me escape. Oh, 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 Plays last post on plastic cut-up bugle. <laughs> Silence, you little jam-stained soldier. <laughs> Let me out till I give you five pounds. No. Ten pounds. Never. A quarter of jelly babies. <laughs> Every man has his price. <laughs> I cannot resist. Mavis Trills, here I come. <laughs> Takes jelly babies and pops little girl in dinner hole. 
Now get me out of this frame. Okay. Ah, thank heavens. Now, where's the exit? Behind that door marked way out. Good! What a cunning place to hide it. Once free, <laughs> once free, I decided to give up my dreams of fame and fortune and get an ordinary job. But the man at the labor exchange said, Well, you're a cheeky one. <laughs> Six thousand years old and you want a job. You get out of here, you plasticine deaf, or I'll set my pussy on you. <laughs> Meow. Thank you, Walter Greenslade. Tomahawks! <laughs> Tomahawks! I had to prove my real age and identity. Now, who can prove? But of course, of course, the very man, my old commanding officer! <laughs> Manners, manners, manners. Did you call me, sir? Aye, there you are, manners. Yes, sir. Switch on my reading trousers and pass me that book in the plain wrapper, will you? Right. Ah. Where did I get to? Ah, yes, yes, yes. The first time that Lady Chatterley saw the gamekeeper, <laughs> he went into the house. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Forget me nuts. <laughs> Wonder she didn't catch a death of cold. <laughs> oh, disgusting. I don't know why people like me are allowed to smuggle books like this in from Paris. <laughs> I never knew, I never knew. Major! Ah! Wait! Wait a moment! Wait a moment! Aren't you... Aren't you Tubby Seagull, me old Batman, who risked his life under fire to drag me to safety? Yes! Well, you owe me a quid. What for? You tore the back of my uniform. Suit you. Major, everybody <laughs> thinks I'm the plasticine man. And I can't get a job because I'm 6,000 years old. What? Then how did you get in the army? I lied about my height. <laughs> hey, just a moment, though. It's, uh, it's you now 6,000. That means they owe him 5,009 years old age pension. Yes. Yes. I tell you what, I'll change names with you. You will? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just make your mark here. Right. <laughs> there. You filthy swine. Excuse me, I'm from the amenity of Benson's. Which uh, one of you are the plasticine modern? I, I am. Then I arrest you for not stamping your cards for 5,000 yards. Ah! 
Well, that's one way to end the story. But for listeners who don't like dull endings, here's an exciting finish. Well, well, take your pick. It's all in the mind, you know. That was The Goon Show, a BBC recorded programme featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Siegman, Spike Milligan, with the Ranger Quartet, Max Geldray, and the orchestra conducted by Wally Stott. Script by Spike Milligan and Harry Stevens. Announcer, Wallace Keith Slade. The programme produced by Roy Spear. Man, as John Lennon said, love those goon shows. Just a quick reminder for more comedy fun, come on over to funnypodcast.co for the expertise comedy podcast.